you're doing pretty good. What place should I call now? Maybe Carter Three. And we're back. Another episode. Another day, another dollar. Uh, man, yo, I'm just watching. <laughs> I wasn't even going to do an episode. I'm tired as fuck, but I'm just watching. I was uh, honestly just watching this Brooklyn Nets, uh, Miami Heat, uh, preseason game. I'm just getting pissed off <laughs> watching this nigga Ben Simmons. Don't even look at the hoop. He, uh, I'm going to talk Celtics, trust me, but. I need to get this off my chest because this is pissing me the fuck off. I cannot watch this guy play basketball. His nigga is 6'10. He wants to be a point guard. He's picking up his dribble <laughs> as soon as he gets to the free throw line. He's backing up, not even looking at the rim. Like, this is. This is the same fucking shit in Philly. What the fuck? <laughs> and, and, and you know, uh, I know what right, I, I always got to do this. It's preseason, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing really matters. This is all like process stuff and all that shit. But to me, in my mind, and also I understand he hasn't played in like 400 and whatever days. And yeah, okay, I get that. All of that. I get all of that. But to me, in my mind, this is the preseason, right? It doesn't even fucking matter. So in my mind, I would if I was Ben Simmons, I'd be trying shit out. I'd be like, okay. I never really done this whole being aggressive score thing. This game doesn't really fucking matter. I'm trying to get my rhythm back, trying to get my confidence back, trying to get my flow back, trying you know, trying to try and do my fucking thing. I would be fucking just going to the fucking room. No matter, I don't give a fuck if I get fouled, I miss some fucking free throws. So what? And don't fucking matter. These stats don't count. It's the preseason. Get all the fucking misses out of your system. And I'm watching this guy play the exact same fucking scared way he used to play. And it's just, it's pissing me off. You know, it's pissing me off, man. This is the exact same thing. He just gets to the paint, doesn't do anything, passes the fucking ball out, doesn't provide. So, so theoretically, we're supposed to, you know, think this uh, thing is going to work out because, you know, he's going to pro- provide all this great rim pressure. And he's going to spray it out to all the shooters the Nets have. And, yeah, I think theoretically that works. Theoretically. <laughs> you see, I keep saying theoretically. Because, you know, like, yeah, like, in my mind, and I'm sure in Steve Nash's mind, I'm sure in KD's mind, I'm sure in Ben Simmons' mind, that looks fucking great. But it don't matter if the guy who has the ball in his hands... If the defense knows, oh, this nigga ain't gonna shoot. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it don't fucking matter. You, you, uh, to let's let's bring it back to the Celtics. One of the reasons the Celtics' offense is so dynamic, and what and why I have I have such really high hopes for it, and especially in the playoffs, is all these guys. You know, they're 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 aggressive to the rim, looking to fucking score. So when Jalen Brown gets past us, man. The help defense is thinking, shit, this nigga might fucking score. <laughs> so I gotta fucking help this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Ben Simmons gets past his man. The defense is like, no, this nigga's passing. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a game, it's, you know, like football is a game of inches, basketball is a game of inches as well, in terms of, like, that half that half step that the defender doesn't have to fucking go into the paint. That's all, That means a lot in terms of spacing. A half step to a to a sh- NBA shooter—that's everything in this league. That is everything, 
And yeah, obviously, Katie and Kyrie, they don't need space. Katie, you put a hand, a hand in that face. Unless that hand is Jason Tatum, he's going to make that shot. <laughs> put a hand in his face. Unless that hand is Grant Williams, he's going to make the fucking shot. <laughs> Sorry. To, yeah, they swapped him. Don't forget, they swapped him. Brooms, nigga, brooms. But yeah, I, I just think, you know, in watching what I watched, uh, um, the other day when the Celtics were playing Toronto, everybody on the Celtics was driving with the intent to force a rotation. If you force a rotation, okay, we're swinging it. If not, I'm scoring. That's that's the mindset of the, the, the guys on the Celtics, and that's a great mindset, and that's why I think, you know, health permitting the offense is going to be really fucking good, you know, with or without Rob think there's just too many skilled players on this team too many extremely skilled guys uh back to back to the the bums in brooklyn back to these niggas i don't know i'm uh i don't know what i am on this team i really don't uh and listen i'm gonna give ben a little bit of leeway here like i said it's been it's been a while it's preseason it doesn't matter. I think mostly I'm just frustrated because this is a, a really good opportunity to test things out. I think, I just think in preseason, you should just be trying shit. I, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, get in shape. Obviously, get, get your reps in in terms of game situations that you're going to be, you know, in. But you should be trying shit out. Uh, again, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is to show off what you worked on in the summer. To get real game reps that don't matter. They get real game reps on stuff that you worked on. That's what preseason is for. They get game reps. They get comfy. Get your flow. Get your rhythm. Get your shit going. And this nigga playing like he's scared, bro. That's the... I fucking hate... I hate that. I, I love basketball. I really do. I just... I don't like players who... Who just act like they... You know, they don't want to fucking be there. You think they're scared, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're scared of making a mistake. The point of basketball is to be, you know, just be aggressive, man. Just be aggressive. Make a play. Do something. You know, it's not like, I mean, that's that's every sport. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, basketball is less planned. It's less coordinated. It's really flowed. And you can't really, it's, it's really hard to have a flow if you have a guy out there you know, not being aggressive because if you have all these ultra uber aggressive players and Kevin Durant, he's one of the most aggressive players in league history. This nigga will take a fucking shot with three niggas on him. You don't fucking care. You know, Kyrie Irving, one of the most aggressive players in league history. Uh, you know, Patty Mills, he's an aggressive fucking shooter. He'll shoot over fucking six five guys. That, that nigga barely five ten. <laughs> you know, he's a lot of aggressive guys on this team. He got fucking. Uh, Sorry, Seth Curry, aggressive shooter. Joe Harris, aggressive shooter. You got guys on here that you know that want to fucking score. And now you got you now you bring in a guy who is gonna uh, just inherently fuck up that flow. You know what I'm saying? Ben Simmons is gonna fuck up the flow. He's going to. It's just if he is not an aggressive, and I'm not saying this guy needs to take jump shots. I've never, I've never really been a Ben Simmons needs to take jump shots. That's why I don't when I watch Giannis. Giannis, you don't have to take, you know, Giannis doesn't have to take jump shots. If you are a 6'10 Greek god-like figure, and Ben Simmons is fucking, you know, he's 6'10 and he's fucking 
uber athletic. This guy should be averaging minimum, uh, you know, 19 fucking points. Bam Adebayo can, can, can do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Bam Adebayo can get you 19 to 20. I love Bam Adebayo. He's, he, he's not as aggressive as I would like, but he's still, you know, he's still pretty aggressive. And he's really, and, and you know, it doesn't really hinder his team, I feel like. Unless he's playing Robert Williams. <laughs> you Eastern Conference teams, I'm going to be doing that to y'all. <laughs> I'll stop once the season starts. I, I'm just, you know what I mean? This is my time to talk fucking shit, you know? This is my time to talk shit, I think. I can talk shit to every team in the East. We, we're the Eastern fucking champs. I know Joe Missoula said, yeah, we're not the champs, but we're the fucking champs. Eastern champs. Eastern champs. Sorry. Sorry, Golden State. I know y'all fucking smacked us around. But again, back to fucking... Uh, I just be cussing a lot. I'm sorry. It's just how I talk. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I promise. I gotta stop. I, you know? I got a kid coming. I don't want to be swearing in front of him. I don't want to be swearing in front of him. Like that. My, my, my pops is always swearing in front of me. I love my pops. But he always swears in front of me. I think that's where I get it from, probably. Yeah, whatever. <coughs> I turned out alright, didn't I? <laughs> I'm a good person. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, Ben Simmons in the Nets. Like I said, I'm just very, uh, I don't know. I don't like, I'm not like what I'm seeing. I'm going to keep saying this because, yeah, it's preseason, but I like to see a direction here for how teams are going to play. And that th- every team here is figuring shit out, especially the Nets. They got a, you know, a huge piece here that they're working in. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be understanding here. I just think the mindset has to be completely different for Ben Simmons. I really do. Because why do, if I'm playing Ben, if I'm playing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, why the fuck do I have this? Why the fuck do I have the ball in Ben Simmons' hands? Why does he have the fucking ball? Why would I? Why would I take the ball out of Kevin Durant's hands if this nigga isn't gonna, you know, get two feet in the restricted area and collapse the defense every time you get KD easy shot? Because right now he's not helping KD. All he's doing is fucking taking up space. That's all he's doing right now. I might sound a little. I might sound a little bit heated, but I, I get heated about basketball. Okay, I do. I get passionate. I love this shit, and it, it pains me to watch a guy like Kevin Durant have to play with someone like Ben Simmons again. It does. I watch Kev- I love Kevin Durant. I love watching him play basketball. He's my one of my I would say, you know, five to six favorite players I've ever watched. I hated watching him in OKC. <laughs> I hated watching him in OKC with all those fucking guys that couldn't shoot, man. Pain to me. Pain to me, bro. That's why I really didn't care that he played with Golden State. This is one of the most talented offensive players of of of, of all fucking time. He should not be playing with someone like Ben Simmons. This is just... This is just ridiculous. I don't know, man. I don't know. That, that's my thing. It's why do I have the ball in Ben Simmons' hands? If he's not going to do anything with it. If you're not going to... If you're not going to collapse the defense... Every possession or every other possession... Why why do you have the ball? What are, what are you doing on offense here... That is helping me out? Because, yeah, in transition... You're dynamite, man. You can... You know, go down the court, blah, blah, blah. Get your little fucking one-handed tomahawk dunks and do your little behind the backs and all that crap. But in the half court, bro, why are the balls in your hand? Why is the ball in your hand? 
And the ball's not in your hand, what are you doing? If you get the ball in the mid post, what are you doing? Are you making the defense be aware of you instead of keeping an eye on your teammates? Because they're, they're playing you to pass, bro. So you have to be aggressive, man. They're not leaving Kevin Durant to go double you, even if you got fucking... Uh, I saw you. He had Kyle Lowry. I didn't do shit with it. If you, if you got a little nigga on you, you have to go out and, and, and impose your will. That's just point blank, period. If you're playing a defense like they're playing Miami right now, Miami ain't no slouch. Eric Spolcher ain't no fucking slouch. He got... Yeah, they lost P.J. Tucker, but them niggas is going to go play hard. And them niggas is going to play good defense in a smart way. So KD, he gonna have to work. He gonna have to work a little bit harder if you if, if you have the ball in your hand. That's my thing. And defensively, this is my thing defensively with the Nets. So yeah, they got bigger, and yeah, Ben Simmons is obviously probably the, easily the best defender on that team. He's better. Yeah, he's a great defender. No, no. Uh, there's there's no argument about that. But is it enough? Because it's it's not enough to say okay we got a little bit bigger. Yeah, we got Russell Neal. We got uh, um, sorry Ben Simmons. We got Claxton. Is that enough? Ben Simmons can't guard all five. He says he can. He can't. But great perimeter guy. I'm not 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 gonna knock him on that. Put him on a perimeter guy. Put him on a wing. He's gonna get. He's gonna you know. Irritate the fuck out of him, and he's really hard to score on it. But you know his offense, you know, makes it so you gotta play. You gotta put shooters around him. You really do. And I, I, I don't know if, say, they're playing Boston, if you can play Claxton and Ben Simmons. I don't know. Like if if, if Rob's healthy, I don't know. If you're playing Milwaukee, I don't know. Because those niggas, that's some opportunistic defenses. They're not going to let two non-shooters get on the floor, and you're not going to feel some type of, of hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm sure you could do I'm sure you could play Claxton and Ben Simmons versus the fucking Spurs, obviously. But when you play a really good defense, you know, those really good defenses make you pay for having uh, non-shooters on the court. They do. It just it, it, it's tough to get away with because they're they're going to be as aggressive as the Nets' best offensive players are going to be. So the Celtics or the Bucks or the Heat, their defensive players are going to be aggressive. They're going to be cheating. They're going to be uh, you know hedging uh, off of uh, Ben Simmons. They're not going to be guarding him out to the three point line. They're going to be camping out the in the paint. You know what I'm saying? So. Now you're saying, okay, uh, we can't put our two best bigs out on the court together. Okay, sure. So, what's our best defensive lineup then? If that, you know, if the knowledge that, okay, versus a really good defense, we really can't put Ben and Claxton on the court. What's our, our path to getting stops here? And does that include playing Ben Simmons at the five? Which to me doesn't really make sense because he doesn't really guard fives and he doesn't really protect the rim. He's, 
So the thing about Ben Simmons is he's not Draymond Green. You know, Draymond Green can play the five. And he can guard damn near anybody on, on planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? Put that nigga on Jokic. Jokic is probably going to still give him, you know, 35. But, you know, it, it ain't going to be easy. You know, Draymond going to give, you know, he's going to give as much as, you know, you, you get on him. So, that's my thing. And I would have liked to see them get a stretch option. Miles, Miles Turner could be a really good get on this team. I don't know if there's any uh, possible way they can get him. But Miles Turner would really work well on this team. They need they need someone who who kind of stretches. But you know, you look at the rest of the team, and it's still the kind of you know, it's still the kind of one way guys here that they're kind of relying on last year. That uh, that's why I'm just kind of I'm not very bullish on the defense. I'm just not. It's. I don't know. It feels like a work in progress here. I'm gonna have to see it to believe it. I think they were like what? Like they said on the T- on uh, TV, Doris Burke. I think she said they were 22nd defensively. And to me, in the playoffs with this roster, I'm saying you need to be at least. They they need to be at least average. Maybe they can get the average. Maybe they can get the average. Who knows? But. There's still a lot of question marks. I just, they are a little bit more versatile in how they can play. But I just think some of the lineups, I don't know. I I just feel like at some point, you know, they're going to have to decide that Simmons and Claxton, you know, they're they're minutes together. They might not, they might might not have to, you know, if in a playoff series versus the Bucs, can you play those two together? And if you can't, how do you guard Giannis? In a playoff series versus Boston, can you play those two together? If not, how do you guard all the Celtics wings without having a rim protector? Who knows? I don't know. They don't really have, you know, Ben Simmons is really the only ball stopper here. They got Royce O'Neal, and I'm not saying Royce O'Neal is a bad defender. He's actually pretty good, really good, you know? But is he really like a lockdown fucking ball defender? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe, maybe I got, maybe I got to see it to believe it. Just uh, this Nest team just kind of it's peculiar to me. Uh, you know, we'll see. Miami. I'm watching. I'm watching. Let's talk about Miami, and then I'll I'll, I'll talk C's. But uh, Miami, uh, they're another kind of difficult team. Another team with kind of. Two-way question mark, and, and this is a uh, thing. Maybe, you know, I'm obviously gonna relate this back to the Celtics because this is, for all intents and purposes, a Celtics uh, podcast. It is whatever. I'll admit it. Um, I just think I, I watch a lot of these teams. I'm just like, you know, everyone. Every one of these teams is playing a guy, or even two, or even three. That it's like okay, it's kind of hard to see how you. Uh, provide value defensively in the playoffs or provide two-way value to, in the playoffs because there's you know quite a few guys here who just was with uh with question marks uh, on some of these teams and Miami is one of them obviously they had a really good run last year uh fuck Miami but also you got to respect what they do year in year out this is a good organization uh, they got Jimmy Butler 
who was trolling us with the fucking dreads. <laughs> he got those fucking dreads, and I was like, this nigga fucking got CTE or something. <laughs> this nigga fucking off his rocker, man. I mean, yo, if you got money, do it. But them extensions, man, that was hilarious. And uh, he said he only did it so uh, every so he only did it for media day. So every time <laughs> the Heat play a national TV game, you got to see this nigga with the dreads. So you know, shout out to Jimmy Butler. <laughs> shout out to Jimmy Butler. That was, that's actually pretty fucking funny. Almost as funny as him thinking that he was gonna hit a fucking pop three with 20 seconds left on the clock. Thank you, thank you, bro. Funny fucking KD dog. What did he think was gonna happen? <laughs> he actually, no, I, I he definitely has fucking CTE. <laughs> I said he might because of the dreads, but he definitely does. When you put those two sequences together, a twenty-five a, a career twenty-five percent three-point shooter, uh, taking a pull-up three down two in, in Game Seven of the East Finals, and also getting. <laughs> fucking uh, lock extensions <laughs> the only answer is uh brain trauma <laughs> like it, it, it's the only fucking answer but i mean i i think they're gonna win a lot of games regardless of jimmy's you know mental capacity uh i think they're gonna win a lot of games uh i do have questions about how they do in the playoffs but you know this is a air exposure led team they're gonna they're gonna win a lot they're gonna be tough I don't think they have real championship uh, aspirations here, but you know they're they're gonna be a, a tough second round team probably. You know, it's probably that's probably what they're seeing. It's tough second round. I'm watching them and they got another white shooter, man. <laughs> I don't know where fucking Pat Riley finds them. It's like fucking Columbine over there. God damn. They got all these fucking white boys who can shoot. Uh, what's his? This nigga's name is Jovich, not Jokic. Jovich with a V. But hey, they, you know, they might be pretty good if somebody if they just get one or two guys to pop and Victor Oladipo, you know, discovers time travel. They go back five years when this nigga was actually fucking good. Maybe the maybe maybe they'll have a chance. I don't know. Let me take a fucking break and I'll and I'll uh, come back and talk some some fucking C's though. All right, we're back and we're gonna be talking about the Eastern Conference, the reigning Eastern Conference champs, home of seventeen uh, NBA championships. Home of the reigning defensive play of the year. Home of the horniest coach in basketball. <laughs> the Boston Southerns. I'm doing my my Eddie, my Eddie Palladino impression. Don't don't kill me though. I'm not no I'm not no voice actor. Shout out Chris Pratt. I just watched the trailer for that Mario movie. <laughs> So a little a little aside, uh, I think it's fine that Chris Pratt, you know, isn't doing a it's on me. <laughs> I think it's okay. I'm okay with that. As someone who you know, not real big, not a big uh, Mario guy, I'm okay with it. We'll see how you know, we'll see how it goes. I like the Lego movie. He was good in that. 
But anyway, let's talk, let's talk Celtics. Uh, it looked fucking good. Um, that's all I gotta really say, to be honest. <laughs> it looked fucking good. Uh, yeah, it's preseason, whatever, but, um, look, the big question is, the big question was, uh, can they, uh, replicate what got them, you know, what made them go 28 and finish the season 28 and 7 and get to the finals? And, uh, the question through two games, there, sorry, the answer through two games looks to be, uh, yeah, (laughs) they're, they're playing the exact same way. They're switching. Causing havoc on defense, on offense, they're fucking, the flow is, the flow is beautiful, dog. It is, you know, I, I have, like, I don't usually enjoy preseason basketball all that much, because, you know, again, guys will be out, whatever, I like basketball and all that, but, like, I don't got time to watch shitty basketball. (laughs) I don't got that kind of time, bro. And so I, 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 I thank the Celtics for respecting my time playing decent, reasonable basketball. I just, I just really liked uh, how these guys have kind of come out. And again, preseason, it, there's probably no real correlation here to regular season success. But I like seeing the, you know, the proof of concept, uh, the the beginning stages to a team that looks like they have. The, the kind of tools that you need to go and make another deep run. So let's talk about those tools. They got two of them that I think are pretty fucking good. <laughs> I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Uh, if you want to go to the, if you want to make a deep playoff run, get get those two <laughs> for one. Those two have come out and they look you know they look really good. I mean JB man. That that dude looks like he on he <laughs> that dude looked like that finals run pissed him the fuck off, man. That guy that guy has come out with a purpose, uh, and I think there's a little bit more of a measured um, approach to his game. One of the things I've always really enjoyed about him, but is also kind of a you know a flaw in his game. I admit uh, is his just kind of like relentless aggression. I would say, and. When he first got in the league, you know, after his, even even in his first season, I would, I'd always would call him just a fucking battering ram, because this nigga would just, you know, go into the paint. <laughs> Sometimes he doesn't, he didn't know what the fuck he was gonna do, but he would get there, and you know. Uh, the inverse of the of the Simmons situation is sometimes, yeah, you can be a little bit too aggressive, but in the long run, I think being too aggressive doesn't really hurt your team that much. I would always rather. To see a guy trying to do something than you know being scared to do anything. So that's one thing I really appreciated about Jalen Brown's game. But it, it was and what I'm trying to say is I think there's a little bit more of a controlled aggression here. Whereas in the past it was kind of JB just going in, oh what I'm gonna what getting, you know, jumping in the air, not really knowing what the plan was. And now it's okay. I know I can beat my defender. Like, he knows that. that the, he knows he doesn't have to fucking, you know, just go in there without a plan. He can kind of size him up. Uh, and, you know, he's kind of had this just a little bit more patience. And I think just uh, 5% more patience to his game equals a really uh, a much better basketball player. A much better shot creator. A much better finisher. A much better, you know, basketball player. Just 
it just it looks it looks better. The process in his game right now just looks better, and the results are also pretty fucking good too. <laughs> like he's fucking hitting everything, man. I mean, shout out to shout out JB, bro. That guy's a demon on the court, bro. Hey, man, fuck Katie. I don't want that nigga. <laughs> Just kidding, Kate. Kevin Durant, if you listen to this, you know, you're one of my favorite players, like I said, but listen, we, I'm right with JB, dog. Like, we we need this nigga to go to, to to retire as a Celtic to just, you know, I just, I want to see that happen. So I'm glad, you know, Brad Stevens knows basketball. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think I'm not going to put, you know, expectations on it or whatever. I think he's going to have a really good year, bottom line. I think between everything, uh, all the talent and all the shit on the team, I think they're going to I think they're gonna win a lot of games. Uh, Tatum looks really good to start. Uh, you always know the deal with Tatum. The three ball takes a little bit. Uh, I don't really care. If he makes it or, if he makes or misses him, uh, he's not, you know, low. I mean, he's lowering his value in the sense that, yeah, he's not going to be like a... Uh, top five, you know, MVP guy. If he's not hitting three, sure. But if he's not hitting threes, he's probably still top ten. I would say, uh, and that's just you know a testament to the all around just very. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but just the all around part of his game. Like uh, so far, the defense has been really good. The finishing has been really good. The playmaking has been really good, and all that shit just adds up to a really good, a really good player. So. Uh, once the three balls hit, we will be witnessing light-skinned Michael Jordan, though. <laughs> once the three balls hit, it, it it will be very scary for your teams if you're not a Celtics fan. Just letting you know, once the once the three balls hit, y'all can stop fucking pretending like y'all gonna do something. <laughs> Ain't nothing nobody can do with this nigga. Except for Andrew Wiggins, that asshole. <laughs> God damn it. But yeah, I really, I really like what I've seen. Let's uh, try, try I'm going down the list here. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon has been fantastic. Who has that nigga been everything we needed, dog? I thought that, you know, the driving kick game was really good last year. It's going to be fucking amazing this year. It's kind of just kind of like, you, you know, you look at Malcolm and, and you don't really expect him to be able to do what he does in terms of this guy kind of, I think it's the combo of strength, and he's and he doesn't really look like he's super super quick. But man, that nigga gets downhill, man. He gets downhill, and he knows where he knows where his teammates are. He knows what the options are. He also knows that I can go and be aggressive if I need to. But I think right now he understands. Hey, listen, I might be really good at scoring. But I got all these niggas on this team. Like, fuck, all I gotta do is get downhill, man, and spray it out. And someone's gonna hit it. Someone's gonna have a wide open shot. And that's. And he said a lot about sacrificing. And right now, you're kind of seeing that in action. He's good. He's right now. He's just being uh, the ultimate team player right now. I really enjoy that. I'm I'm praying he stays healthy. Because this this is really just like. An unreal luxury to kind of bring off the bench. This kind of guy right now. This guy is a fucking. This guy is not a fucking like normal super. This guy is, is a fucking all, not an all star. Sorry. This guy is a really high level starter, elite starter in this league. He averaged twenty a game in Indiana. Man, this guy's so talented. 
This is the most talent he's ever played with. Uh, he's got a great connection with Hauser. We're talking about that niggas next to. Uh, it's it's really good, man. It really is. Uh, and I know I noticed last night too, and I, I kind of like suspected this just a little bit, just because of how it went in the playoffs. But I don't really want to see Marcus Smart and Derek White on the court together. And that's not like uh, a uh, bad thing about either of them. It's just in the reality of the game. We're talking like what I was just talking about with the Nets. Or if you have two non—not honestly, those two aren't even non-shooters. It's just I think the Celtics have a level of shooting where they don't really need. They have a level of shooting and playmaking where they don't need to play those two guys together, and, and it just kind of makes everything a little bit harder than it needs to be. So they they started both games here with Marcus Derrick, uh, JB, Tatum, and Al. And, and in the regular season without Rob, I would just rather see Grant Williams start with them. I know what I'm getting. I, I do. I got I got what five four shooters on the court. Uh, if Marcus ha- if Marcus you know goes 0 for five whatever. But if both of those niggas are on the court, <laughs> they both go over five minute stretch. It's kind of deflating, and the and teams know that the Raptors were pretty aggressive and kind of leaving Derek wide open for that opening stint, and the Celtics offense just kind of looked clogged. And it was just, you know, they, they were getting good looks, but it's like if the looks keep going to fucking Derek White, sometimes it might not work out. And yeah, I know he said he fixed a shot and all that, but whatever. We have Malcolm Brogdon and Grant Hill and all these shooters off the bench. There's no need to play those two together. You just don't have to. You just don't. And they limited that for the rest of the game. So I was happy about that aspect of it. You know, speaking about fucking shooters, let's talk about my boy Sam, dog. This nigga don't miss, bro. Even in the heat of controversy, this nigga don't miss. And the Celtics are literally in the heat of controversy. So yes, Snoop Dogg was right. He don't fucking miss. The one thing I always... So I didn't know much about Sam when when, uh, Brad Stevens signed him. But in doing, you know, just watching his tape in college, looking at his stats, I was just like, this nigga's perfect, you know? The one thing that, that leaps out to you is this guy is every bit of an elite shooter. There's no, you know, oh, you know, what if the shots don't fall with him? Bro, this guy has the, the touch is elite. The release point is great. Quick. Gets it. No load time. Fires. Bam. Cash. 40% or more every season since his freshman year at college. I don't know what his high school numbers were, but I'm assuming he probably shot 40% in high school. 40% all four years in college. 40% in the G League, 40% last year when he played in the NBA. Nigga's a shooter, dog. <laughs> and the one thing I'll, I've, you know, been very consistent about for fucking three years since, you know, Tatum made the leap is if you put shooters around this guy, if you put shooters around him and JB, you're going to fucking get good results. You are. It's just bottom line. And the Celtics have an even better advantage of being able to put shooters around them. Because guess what? Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play fucking defense. So if you, you know, Sam might not be able to play. Whatever. It don't matter. You have all these fucking guys on this team that can play defense. <laughs> it don't matter. 
and I, I've just I, I really enjoyed what Brad Stevens has done in building around his team. You know, I talked about earlier. I talked about KD and what he kind of went through in OKC. A lot of guys on that OKC team with him and Russ, not a lot of skill, not a lot of shooting talent, just athletes, man. Just, you know, guys who can play basketball, I guess. But, you know, they have no discernible skills. And so instead of those guys making their, you know, KD's life easier on offense, KD was making their life easier by being KD. But the thing is, it has to go both ways. It does. In in, the, in this league, you can't just have guys out there taking up space. They have to be making it easier on the stars on both ends here. Not on both ends, but on offense, I think especially these role guys have to be making life their life easier on them. I <laughs> I tweeted out a joke that Sam Hauser, he you know he's shooting like he's trying to feed his family, you know, and, and that's the case. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a skill. It's elite. And he's going out there and he's executing that skill. He's, you know, playing, doing his role. And, you know, his role is you're open, shoot the fucking ball, make the fucking shot. That's your job. That's all you have to do if you play with Jason Tatum. You know, there was one play last year that pissed me off so fucking much. It pissed me off so much. I know it pissed Tatum off is game against Portland that they blew. Uh, Tatum gets doubled as per usual at half court. <laughs> Skips the ball, pinpoint accuracy, lands in Romeo Langford shooting pocket. Nigga wide open. Guess what he does? This nigga pump fake, drive, steps out of bounds. And you see in the bottom left hand of the screen, Tatum telling that nigga to shoot. That's what that's you know <laughs> because you know why? Because if uh, Romeo had shot that ball, catched it, and he does that, and that had been a regular occurrence every single game. You know, the Blazers or whoever would have said, would have uh, thought, you know, just a little extra second about double doubling Tatum. You watch uh, the Dallas Mavericks and the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, um, they're not a perfect team, but they also understand that I have Luka fucking Doncic. I know that if I have Luka Doncic and I just put fucking four shooters around this nigga. Every NBA defense is going to be like, I don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> you know? Because you can't put two on him because he's going to find the guy and that nigga going to get an open three. And you can't let this nigga go one-on-one because he's going to get an and-one because he's Luka Doncic. So that makes the defense life so fucking hard. That's, you know, Tatum is not Luka in terms of passing, but he also is a really good passer. So when you have a guy who can have the ball, and shoot and draws doubles at the half court and also, uh, you know, passes like uh, like Tatum does. You don't want a guy like Semi Ojale. You don't want a guy like Romeo Langford. You want a guy like Sam Hauser. You want a guy like Malcolm Brogdon. You you know, even Derek White because Derek White he can handle the ball and Jason Tatum can go set a screen. And he can go and he can roll and Derek can hit, can hit him in stride and get an easy bucket. That makes Tatum's life easier. Even if he's not hitting shots. Marcus Smart makes Jason Tatum's life easier. Because he can play on or off the ball. Al Horford makes Jason Jason Tatum's life easier. Because he can play on or off the ball. He can shoot. He can handle. He can set screens. He does all these you know, helpful things. Grant Williams is helping. Because he, uh, he can hit threes at 40%. So he's helping. 
you know, all these guys here. Obviously, JB is JB. JB, uh, you know, he's that nigga, so obviously he's helping. <laughs> but, you know, all these guys that they're playing, they're all playing a role. They all have a skill. They all have something that they bring to the table that's helping the team, that's pushing things forward, that's, you know, moving the needle. Because with Tatum, you know, you don't need to be, uh, you know, the greatest shooter of all time. You just need to be able to hit like 40% of your open threes. And I don't think the, if you look at it, I don't, if you look at some of the threes that these niggas get, I don't think that's a hard ask. And if you can't do that, you need to be able to handle the ball and pass and have some kind of uh, pick and roll, you know, proficiency. And guess what? All of our point guards who can't shoot have that. So Brad Stevens has really, really done his work. And, you know, obviously he coached the team and he coached <laughs> those bums that were not fucking doing nothing on the court. He coached the semi-Ogelates. He coached the Romeo Langfords. He coached uh, the Brad Wanamakers and all those guys. You know, he, he coached, you know, these teams where Tatum was drawing tremendous coverage, tremendous attention. And these guys were kind of squandering uh, points in the early half of last season. I remember checking uh, before we made the Derek White trade. The Celtics were scoring. I was something like a point point. Uh, sorry, one point oh six points per one hundred every time Tatum got doubled. That's not good. <laughs> That's really not good, man. <laughs> That's not good. I don't, I don't have the number in front of me right now, but one one oh six per one hundred is not gonna get you a league average offense. I'm just gonna say that. I think the I think the Celtics led the league in defense, and they only allowed 106 per 100. So yeah, that's not good. That's really that's just saying that oh we're leaving a lot of fucking points on the table. By the end of the season, uh, if I'm correct, it was 1.19 per uh, sorry per possession. Sorry, and the first one was 1.06 per possession, and that that goes to 106 per 100 and. The end of the season numbers is 119 per 100. That's really good. That's league leading offense. That's we're making teams pay every time Tatum gets doubled. And I think that can go up. I think this team can be really fucking efficient offensively. I think they're going to be the same level of defense. If not just, you know, if not the very best without Rob, they're going to be probably top five to six. And, and, uh, that's, you know, if you're top five on both ends or, you know, top six on both ends, you're gonna be an inner circle contender. You're gonna you're, you're gonna be a really fucking good team. I, I I'm you know from what I've seen, I, I'm just really uh, I'm really high on this team. I just think they have the tools here. You know, every guy on this team in the rotation who's playing has a skill, has an elite skill. Every guy in the top eight has an elite skill that they bring to the table. That's helping the team. That's pushing it forward. That's moving the needle. They're all two-way guys. Uh, you know, they're all guys who, you know, are just really good players. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's going to be a little bit harder without Rob. It's going to be a little harder without Udoka. Uh, it's it's going to be a little bit harder. But um, clearly, it just does not seem like it's going to be as hard as people are making it out. And, hey, maybe I'm wrong, whatever, whatever. But to me, if you look at just the basketball side of things, 
And this is this is just my personal philosophy. I like to keep basketball. I don't like talking about, oh, he's going to be upset, so he's going to suck or whatever. Oh, he's going to be, you know, they're not going to get along, so they're not going to play well. You know, all that shit is not basketball. That's not, you know, that's human nature. It's like, you know, armchair psychology stuff that I don't, you know, I don't know how these guys are feeling. I don't, I don't fucking do that shit. I just like to, to look at what's going on on the court, what might go on on the court, and, you know, what kind of outcomes those can, you know, it can bring. And to me, I look at this team, I look at who's going to be playing for the first three months without Rob, and I'm just like, I'm not that worried. Like, this, what? If you look at this team, it's like they got a lot of fucking talent. So, it's, I don't know. I, 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 I'm I, not. Oh, my God. Sorry. I just, I just, <laughs> I just lost my sock because I'm, I'm watching the TV and they put the score on. It said Ben Simmons had four points, ten rebounds, four assists, and six turnovers. So that's how that game went. I stopped watching it after this, after some, you know, the second half. It's not fun. But anyway, yeah, I think this is gonna be really good. That Toronto, Toronto was fun to watch because I was interested in how they how they played against a team that uh, twitches a little bit, but also, you know, they got some like sized defenders, you know. Much tougher test than Charlotte. And, man, uh, it, it looked pretty easy for them, you know. And yet, like I said, they got a lot of guys here who can put it on the floor, make a play. Who can, you know, make the defense pay. And, and that's what you want out of your role players. All the role players here that are getting minutes <laughs> are confident. They're vets. They're good. Savvy elite defenders. They have offensive skills that help the team. Like, I don't know, man. I'm really bullish on this team. I, I just don't see the pessimism here. And yeah, the the Rob thing sucks. And there might be, there might be at some point a problem with Al. That I don't know about. You know, he might get hurt, and you know, that's gonna fucking hurt the team a lot. But whatever. I don't live in the if this happens. I live in the it, you know, if you know, obviously I don't live in the if this you know unpredictable thing happens i live in the okay this is uh the likely likelihood of you know things happening on the court to me you know injuries you can't predict they just you just can't so why would i spend my time worrying about something that may or may not happen when i can just look at what you know what the uh basketball results will be that's just my two cents like i said i'm uh interested in this team very bullish on them my dogs love this, love the Celtics. Uh, I think they're gonna be really good. We'll see. Playing tomorrow, I don't know who they're playing. I don't feel like checking either. I'm sure you can check. <laughs> you got Google. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't mean to be sassy, but uh, yeah, go Celtics, man. Uh, I'm I'm really in, in on this team. I'd be even more in on it if their coach wasn't a wasn't wasn't a an adulterer, a, a heathen. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> it's a fucking maniac. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know. So I'm not gonna get into it, but I'm just saying what I read it. It was just kind of like a an affair. So I'm not gonna, you know, judge the nigga. Whatever he did is he did his thing. I don't know why. I don't know. The whole thing is confusing, man. I don't really care about it anymore. Uh, I just want to fucking watch basketball. I just want to see uh, how. What's it called? How this team does. I think, you know, 
I like the Blake signing. I didn't talk about the Blake signing. So the thing with the Blake signing is I feel like it was more towards vibes and kind of having a good guy in the locker room. But I also do think this is a really good environment for a guy who's pretty skilled, who knows where to be, who can shoot a little bit, who can, you know, play positional defense. I think that's a pretty decent, a, a decent pickup right there. Uh, you know, I, they don't fucking need him. You know, all this talk about the third center, it's just like, whatever. So what, bro? <laughs> Who the fuck is Miami's third center? Now, who the fuck is Miami's backup center? Dwayne Dedman? Okay. <laughs> who the fuck is... And you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody cares about your backup center. I just don't. That's not a, you know... Your backup center is going to cost you a chance of the title? That makes no sense. My fucking... Not even my backup center. My third string center. Whatever, man. I I don't know, man. I don't know. There's there's a weird amount of pessimism, and I understand what happened with Yudoka and all that shit. It seems pretty unprecedented. For you know, it is not pretty unprecedented. It is just legit unprecedented. But I'm saying that word weirdly. But whatever. I have a lisp. Don't don't fucking kill me. <laughs> unprecedented. I don't know. I can't pronounce this fucking word. It's pissing me off. But anyway. Um, I don't know what I was saying. But yeah, go Celtics, man. <laughs> uh, I'm tired, man. But go Celtics. Uh, I, again, I, I think the team's going to be really good. I don't really get the concerns about them. They seem, they, it's, it, to me, it seems like Brad put in a lot of redundancies. Uh, he put in, you know, fail safes. There's fail safes on this team because if you look at the guard rotation, if fucking one of our guards gets hurt, oh no, all we have now is. Two of Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, and uh, Derek White and Jalen Brown. Oh no! Whatever will he do? <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I feel pretty good about this team. Peyton Pritchard might not even fucking play, dude. <laughs> he, this nigga might not even play. Sam Hauser might have took that nigga spot, and, and we're talking about the Celtics depth. Peyton Pritchard is a good NBA basketball player. He's helpful NBA basketball player. Forty percent shooter both of the seasons he's been in the league if he can handle and pass or whatever good player he probably won't play that much uh, unless of injury or whatever to me it seems like sam hauser has all but locked up a rotation spot you know without um rob here so we'll see but yeah no i really like hauser i think that's a that's just a really good and you know everybody bugged out because we uh because Ainge let Max Struess go, but shoot, this nigga is even better shooter than Max Struess. Like, this guy has a history, like, a, just a better pedigree of shooter. Uh, man, he's good, man. Uh, I'm, I'm peacing out, though, but go seize. Um, fuck Miami and fuck Brooklyn.